Good afternoon and welcome to another exciting, fantabulous episode. The 70th episode, Georgia. Can you believe it? Oh, no, I can't. Wow. Episode <laughs> seven zero of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And we could have not done it without you. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are just, I mean... Beyond belief that we have gotten to 70 episodes, we have reached so many goals of audience listening, and we are thankful for all of you, all of the uh, fan groups that we are a part of on Facebook. So many to shout out that try to keep these classic Hollywood movies alive. And the fans on Facebook, Georgia, they are really knowledgeable and uh, really into these old Hollywood movies and stars. I got to say, so shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we want you to uh, appreciate your love of these movies. Pass it on down to other younger people who may not have discovered these. Yes. And uh, and know that they are national treasures and gems that you can appreciate through the years again and again. They're like old friends, you know? <laughs> they're they're wonderful memories they enrich your lives you know with all kinds of wonderful lessons and speaking of lessons this movie is really chock full of them but anyway i don't want to get ahead of myself oh no no what well, tell them what the movie is honey let's get right into <laughs> <Okay>. it <laughs> today's movie is drum roll da -da -da -da, <laughs> fatal attraction Woo! <laughs> dudes we told you uh -huh. we you heard us tell you that we were going to have a doozy for you and we want to send the new year off and start out with a bang. And I, I was going to crack a really bad joke there. But <laughs> anyway, fatal attraction. <laughs> Starring Glenn Close, Michael Douglas, and Archer. This is, it's a trip, ain't it? <laughs> oh my gosh, is it ever? <laughs> it just grips you and doesn't let you go. It this is movie is like... This movie is like, what, 30 plus years old, right? 30 35 what? years old. I, I saw it for the first time 35 years ago when it first came out. I saw yeah. it again last night and I thought, oh my gosh, it, it still is full of shock and awe. I know. <clears throat> and, you know, I saw it. So when I was a teenager, I think I just was starting a high school, I believe. And... You know, now thinking about it through an adult eyes, an adult's eyes, and uh, as 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 a married person, I cannot wait to talk about this because I have a whole new perspective on it. Now, look, Georgia, I I don't I don't. This is my vote. Who hasn't seen this by now? Especially in our age group, where have you been? Now, you know, true enough, you might not want to look at it. I'm gonna try not to spoil stuff, so I'm not gonna really talk about the plot. Or like the details, details of the plot, because I, I, some people may have not seen this, especially younger folks. So you, I'm gonna let you do most of the guidance on that because I, you know me, I'll talk, I'll say what happened. So Georgia, take it away, because I, I don't want to say anymore. Sure. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, this movie was a cultural phenomenon. It was the most talked about movie, and it was the number one most viewed movie in the world in 1987 when it came out. It was number two in the United States. The only movie that was seen more than this one that year was Three Men and a Baby. 
Mm-hmm. I saw that. That was fun. That was a fun movie. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that is so interesting about this movie is that at the time that it was made, this was the first time you had seen something that was such a strong erotic thriller. Uh, There was, this movie has made the top list when it comes to populist for sexy, for scary, for villain, for all those things. This movie still rates that high. Mm -hmm. And even though our our audiences nowadays are, you know, so used to, you know, a lot of things like uh, violence and, you know, sex scenes and things like that. uh, When this movie came out, it was pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it, the way it was done. The way and it was the done, director, right. Yeah, the director, Adrian Lyne, um, had done, before this, he'd done Flashdance, and he did Nine and a Half Weeks, and then he did uh, Indecent Proposal and Unfaithful. So he was the director for all of those. And it's well, a theme with this gentleman. <laughs> Someone likes adultery. Someone likes adultery. <laughs> Apparently so. Wow, bro. Yeah. How do you tell us you're um, a heathen without telling us you're a heathen? <laughs> wow. Um, I think one of the things that people said about this movie is what, you know, Jaws did the Sharks and Swimming. This movie does to cheating and infidelity yeah. and extramarital affair. Yeah, yeah, this, that. this movie, that. you know, uh, uh, and it's been so long, but you're right. I remember that, like, this tightened a lot of people up for a minute. A lot of people, either they thought twice about adultery, you know, going outside the marriage, or or, or uh, they were more cautious, if you will. I don't know if they, they, they could really be like that. But, yeah, man, it's, it's put the fear of God in a lot of people. It did, but, you know, Glenn Close said that after she made the movie, uh, people would come up to her and say, you know, you scared the, <laughs> the bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you saved my marriage. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, this movie really was so realistic that people felt this could happen to me. It's very relatable. It could happen to anyone. Right. Well, I mean... Look, the plot is what it is. It's like a dude steps out on his <clears throat> seemingly... And look, like I said, it's been handled before. We've had other movies. You know, this this, this plot been going on since the beginning of time. And we it's not like Hollywood hasn't done this before. But it, the way it was done, uh, it was totally different. It was just so raw and real. It was, it was over the top, but it was believable. But it's just basically a guy steps out on his wife. They have a seemingly perfect man. And they really do have a beautiful marriage. They have a little girl who's cute as I don't know what. I love, I love that little girl's hair. I always love her little haircut, the child in the movie. And anyway, and just the repercussions of that. And that's just basically what it is, but it's so much more. <laughs> but that is the plot. But I, but there's, you know, other little things going on. But I don't, I'm not going to say it, Georgia. You, you can say it. If you think something to bring out, you know, there are certain plot devices, you know, but I don't want to give away because it's shocking. Like if you haven't seen it and Glenn Close and Glenn Close, I saw a documentary. So this is what made me suggest this to, to Georgia because I was looking at YouTube and some popped up about Glenn Close 
And this movie, this is, of course, this is like the crown jewel in her career. I love her in Dangerous Liaisons. She is, plays a perfect villainess all the time. But she was talking about this movie, and I had just totally forgot all about, forgotten all about this movie. And like, oh, Georgia, we're going to do Fatal Attraction. But um, Glenn Close should have won the Oscar this year. I forgot who won. I'm, you may know. But she wins was the Oscars Sharon of our heart. Moonlighting. Huh? It, it was Sharon Moonlighting. She oh, was robbed. Glenn she Close was robbed. She was robbed. Yeah, and I, I saw Sharon Moonlighting, and I'm not against I I enjoyed that movie, but no, Glenn, I don't know somebody, they're against her. Glenn Close has the Barbara Stanwyck curse. She, they, they've been robbed. So, Deborah Carr been robbed. I mean, they give these killer performances, like just life-changing performance, and they never get an Oscar for it. But anyway, so we don't want to tell you too much, but Glenn Close, because we want you to be shocked. Glenn Close, even Michael Doug, even Ann Archer, so we don't want to say too much. But Georgia, go ahead. Try to give our folks as much as you can. Well, there's just so much interesting trivia about this movie. Um, you know, more than 20 directors passed on directing this movie. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to do it. Um, according to Glenn Close, she says she did not have any trouble with doing her nude scenes because she believed they were not exploitative at all, and they all served the story. Uh, the... They didn't want Glenn Close. In fact, the director said that is the last person on earth I want. <laughs> they didn't view her sexy. She right. played all these earth other types. Right. And it, so they had a hard time, you know, visualizing her as, as somebody who had the allure and the sexiness. In fact, I'm going to digress a little bit. Other actresses that were considered for the role were Sharon Stone, uh, Elizabeth Shue, Sally Field, even Gilda Radner. Excuse me. Uh, yes, I know. Who the hell you don't yeah. want Glenn Close, but you consider Gilda. Okay, next. I know. She auditioned for the role. Emma Thompson did too. I, Please. I not picture Gilda Radner. Please. She's not sexy. But they also, also considered Meryl Streep. They done away. Mia Farrow, Angelica Houston, Barbara Hershey, Deborah Winger, Tracy Ullman. What? And they also considered. Yes, yes. Trying to and they also considered instead of the Michael Douglas role, mm -hmm. Christopher Reed, but he turned down the role. Dummy, God rest the day. I know, IP, but that was a, <laughs> that was wrong, bro. Wrong move. Um, Glenn Close said that she took the script to about two or three different psychiatrists to confirm, <laughs> you know, whether her character's behavior was possible, and they felt that it was. And mm -hmm. at the time, they felt that it was very much akin to borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. um, she still has the knife that oh, was yeah. used in the movie. She has it hanging in her kitchen. The Ooh. knife is actually made of wood and paper, and she says it reminds her guests and visitors that don't stay too long. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> during, during the... They had to reshoot the ending because the movie originally had a different ending, and when they played it with test audiences, they didn't like the ending. So yeah. they came up with a different ending that you see now. They reshot it. And mm -hmm. then when they reshot it eight months later, um, Glenn Close suffered a concussion when her head smashed against a mirror. And so mm -hmm. after she was rushed to the hospital, she discovered she was a few weeks pregnant with her daughter. <laughs> and wow. when when she watches the movie's ending now, Oh, she's uncomfortable because how much she unknowingly put her unborn daughter at risk yeah. from the physically demanding suit. And she yeah. also developed an eye and an ear infection from, what? you know, 
yeah, the bathtub. The Suffering bathtub for her craft. It. We love it. Yes. Now, get this. Kirstie Alley, who recently passed away, mm -hmm. was also being considered for the lead role. Hmm. And she, when she was doing the audition, she provided a tape of a woman who had been stalking her husband, Parker Stevenson. Hmm. And so in the tape, you can hear this woman who's stalking her husband. She's begging him to be a part of his life. Mm. And the woman's words were used verbatim for the movie. What? Isn't that, that is so weird. Yeah, and I, could, also, I can believe it. I believe it. I, I do too. Gwen Close said that for years after the movie, she was invited to speak at psychology seminars. Hmm. And um, uh, <clears throat> there's like a certain, you know, the, the sex scenes in the movie were filmed with a handheld camera so they would be less intrusive mm -hmm. and preserve the the heat you mm -hmm. know that was going on mm -hmm. um so that's that's just a little bit of the trivia that i was able to find about this movie uh, but one of the things that i thought was kind of interesting was that when i saw this movie last night i noticed that they filmed the alex character almost always wearing white yeah which i thought was kind of interesting to me because she's not really what you would consider an innocent person. Mm -hmm. um, I think the movie tries to detect de to depict the man cheater as the innocent party, where, in my opinion, neither one of them is. Right. And um, at the time when this movie came out, feminists were really upset with it because they felt like, well, you're trying to show that a woman <coughs> cannot have both a career and personal happiness, and um you're trying to make the the movie you know punishes the woman and uh in the end she's the one who gets punished and you know it, I, they, so they had a lot to say about about you know how the yeah. how the alex character was treated i mm -hmm. mean although alex's actions to me they're totally inexcusable her pain, though, is understandable. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of, as, you know, now as a, a fully formed adult, female adult, um, I kind of, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with the feminists who had that sentiment, some of it, not all of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I can see, I can see where they got, came up with those ideas. Yeah, because they were saying that, uh, you know, you shouldn't depict a strong career woman as somewhat of a psychopath. And they, they questioned <laughs> this a little bit. Lack of compassion and responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, you know, I just would like to have known in the movie, like, what drove her yes. to act. Yes. The way she did there. They didn't have enough of a backstory. So yes. I would have liked to, what was it that happened to her in her past that made her react like this? Right. That to me was the main, the biggest thing that was missing. I would have liked to have known. Right. To make this even more like, because she's she's like a monster, and you want yeah. to see what as a person, you know, uh, uh, to to react in this way, and that's yes. the biggest thing for me that I wish they'd put in the movie. But now that is not a cry or a plea to, to redo this movie. Please don't redo this movie. Because just because you you know what happens when these re these reboots or these redos. 
uh, it will no longer be the fatal attraction that we all know know and love. Let's let's just say that. Um, but no, I totally agree with that. And that's what I was my mind because I now I feel sorry for Alex. And 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 I kind of felt something, you know, I wasn't mature enough to really understand. But I kind of felt sorry for her, even though she was like, a, like I said, it made her like a monster, almost unreal to a certain degree. But I kind of had some semblance of sympathy for her um, because she was so, she just was so crazy. And you're right, Georgia. Had we had a backstory of why this lady just went unhinged like that? Because people just don't become unhinged like that overnight, barring some chemical imbalance or trauma, you know, head trauma or something like that. You just don't come on hands like that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I kept, because, you know, when I first saw it years ago, I didn't think about that. And, right. You know, I, I just thought, well, you know, you know, like a lot of men are, they lose interest after the thrill of the chase is over. Right. You know, and so, so she starts to spiral. And then as he withdraws, she clings even more and things become more toxic and, frightening and you know when Glenn Close was asked about the character she says you know I've never thought of her as 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 a villain just a person who's in distress yeah and I think if the movie had been made today they would have gone more into the uh playing her somebody who I think they would showcase the mental illness part of it more but you know interestingly enough Glenn Close the actress who played her herself has been diagnosed with depression. Mm -hmm. So she has become an advocate for mental health awareness. Right. Who who hasn't? <laughs> who the hell hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> Diagnosed and undiagnosed. But that's great. That's absolutely fabulous. But, you know, I think what everybody really understands about this movie is that adultery and infidelity have consequences not yes. just on the people themselves, but yes. more far reaching, like even on their families, the spouses, the families. Yes. Um, and and so, I this movie, I think the lesson is still timely. It will never go away. I, I'm. A, I hope that some people don't look at it and say, "Well, is this movie more about staying faithful or is or choosing the wrong woman?" You right. Know, I, I hope that they don't see it that way. Right. Um, but you know. I, this made me think about something, um, two things, actually, because, you know, if you are a person who has, like, some moral convictions, mm -hmm. you have to realize you can't separate the physical from the spiritual. Yes. Because they're both tied together. Absolutely. So what you do physically does affect you spiritually. Right. And another thing that I thought of that people, you know, ask in this movie is, like, the wife, you know, played by Ann Archer, her name is Beth. She, you know, a woman can be the most wonderful wife. She can right. be sexy, alluring, loving, and a man will still cheat on his wife. So it is not about the woman necessarily. Right. I think for a man, it is about um, lust because when a man is finds it just takes a little scintilla just the tiniest tiniest bit of encouragement for a man for him to act on it and just go full out right but and that's that's a cheater period um i, I won't cut you off uh, um finish your thought now i'll come back to it okay so when you know less takes over i think a lot of it is his ego validation and the opportunity 
mm-hmm. they're, they're going to grab it without thinking about repercussions and losing their wife and family. No, that's cheaters, period, because like my, like the old people say, it takes two to tangle. And who in this digital age can be naive? Who is but a few phone strokes away from knowing everything, pretty much everything about anybody? Um, but that is a cheaters, the narcissism, the self-centeredness, the ego, because statistics have shown men and women cheat at the same rate. I think men 26%, women 24% or something like that. I mean, it's super close. So there is no differentiation. It, it doesn't go by sex. <clears throat> Men and women cheat at the same rate. Now, the reasons may vary, but the core reasons, uh, according to studies, are like just literally what you said. Opportunity, ego, narcissism, self-centered. Um, and I have, unfortunately, had the, uh, had the experience of knowing m- women who cheated, uh, personally and impersonally. And uh, more than I knew men that, and y'all, y'all already know I, I am a, ma- a man advocate um, <clears throat> in, in a sense that, you know, let's have everything needs to be an equal playing field um, when we talk about these type of things. Um, because that's because when you're talking about human nature, there is no, no, no sex is better than the other. No sex is smarter than the other. You're a human being. We are scummy by nature. I don't, I don't want to, you know, you can believe that. Oh, we're all just good. And have you read the, seen the news lately? <laughs> you know, read the news, whatever. That's naive. We are horrible by nature. And I like what you said, Georgia, about the moral part of it. You know, um, you know, those of us who are, who are, or claim to be Christians or, or whatever religion you are that has some kind of moral standard. You know, people uh, who are in a postmodern age, humanism, they laugh at that because just what you said, you know, is it the fear of being caught? Is it the fear of being ostracized by society that keeps people from not keeps people from cheating? Or do you have a moral code? And that was a, that's a very those are very valid questions. Um, but I but what you said is so poignant. It has con- whatever keeps you or not keep you from doing this movie will teach you there are consequences. I don't know if you remember this, but when we first got out here, uh, it was on the news. I, and this happened almost seventeen years ago, practically. Husband rolls up on a wife at the motel, doing a dirty deed, kills the wife, kills the the boyfriend or whoever. Three people, they, they kills himself, I'm sorry. So out of those three people, I think they left like six kids orphaned. See, that's that's what I'm talking about, or, 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 or disease, or uh, the financial instability. That, and I'm so glad you brought that up. There are con- anything. You have good and bad consequences, and, and don't fool yourself. And like, well, in the recent news where we are, the girl, have you seen the murder suicides that's been going? We have had like, I've lost count, at least four murder suicides with uh couples in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And they just had one this week. Now, who knows what those were about? But I mean, you add a third party into and let, let's talk about emotional cheating. You don't do the dirty deed, but you're on social media, on these dating apps and, you know, get like that. You said you're getting that ego fed and you're emotionally cheating. You haven't physically done anything. 
So, I mean, there are consequences. And, and girl, people are nuts nowadays. <laughs> I can see why. I, could you imagine back then if there was social social media and Alex, girl, Alex would have, he'd have lost his job. He'd have, she'd have yeah. put his ass on blast, girl. She'd have tore him. <laughs> she'd have tore him up. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know because, like, nowadays, my gosh, you know what was, she could have checked his phone. Everything. Every, I mean, all this stuff that was going on. Oh, my gosh. The caller ID, even, everything. I was thinking, my gosh. All that would have been totally just just cover would have been blown. Right. I mean, it's it's crazy. So there's a a plot device, and people still use it today. And like a long time ago, I used to work. Um, one of my bosses, he was a philanderer, and uh, I was in the office with my cousin, and she said she warned him. She said, "I don't know about her. She looked like she might cook the rabbit," and he fell out laughing. So that's like a euphemism for a crazy broad you're dealing with. <laughs> so they're a poor rabbit guys and i love uh little, little fluffykins yeah, he got an innocent rabbit kill a rabbit kill a rabbit <laughs> little, little bugs bunny joke there yeah the little bunny minding its own business and he was oh she was an unfortunate victim of michael douglas's philandering an innocent little so you know the so only ann archer and I totally agree with you. And the little girl, they were the only innocents in this whole um, ordeal. We left a lot out, guys, because you have to look at it for yourself. You look at Moonlighting, and like I'm being messy because I love Cher. I love Cher. But look at Moonlighting with Cher that she won't ask for and look at Fail Attraction. And you tell us, we're on Facebook, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Let us know. We're also on YouTube. Got some videos. But let us know who do you think should have won that Oscar. And going into the new year, please start suggesting some movies to us. We would love to know. You know, we we don't we probably said it like a long time ago in the past. But yes, we are open to your suggestions. So how better day ever saved my life? That's our Facebook page. Let us know about uh, what do you think about uh, Cher winning the Oscar versus um, Glenn Close. And also suggest some movies to us. So we, we hope to do a lot of new things in the new year where... Um, we're not going to tell you, because just in case it doesn't happen, we're going to have egg on our face. But we are definitely looking to um, improve the show. We look, we are welcome to your ideas and suggestions. And we are looking to, uh, you know, have How Better David Save My Life be more interactive for you. Um, so, George, I'm going to give you the last word, because um, oh, I could just talk about this movie all day. And we love, I'm sorry, I know you guys are fans of this movie. We leave, we're leaving a lot out. But, George, I'm going to let you have the last word. Well, I think that this is beyond a cautionary tale. I think that if you want to see a movie that will just grab you and pull you in, it's like a roller coaster ride. I think it's exceptionally well done. It, it, it the suspense, you just like, oh, yes. I, I found myself biting my fingernails because even though I'd seen the movie 35 years ago, <laughs> I was waiting to see what this crazy broad would come up with next. I mean, my <laughs> God, I thought it does not let you go. It doesn't, it doesn't. Break, not for a second. It doesn't. So if you want to see something that will just be the fastest two hours, then I say if you have a lazy Sunday afternoon and you want to see something that's just really going <laughs> to yes <laughs> make you just go 
it, it, yeah, it, it just it blew audiences away. If you want to see why it did in 1987, then you want to watch this movie. And that's a wrap for me. That is a wrap. And and guys, thank you so much. You know, it's, we're going to tell you Happy New Year, but we want to say it again. So on behalf of How Better David Saves My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood, I'm Moya. Happy New Year. And... And I'm Georgia, and have a wonderful, joyous new year. Yes, and we look forward to more great times with you. You guys take care. Live it up. Happy New Year, everybody. Okay, that's a wrap. <clears throat> Very good, Georgia. Oh, thank you. I thought you were pretty good yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I felt so um I just felt sympathy for Alex. And I, you know, I just I was kind of on her side. Um, you know, moving forward now in this mindset. And you are so right. That's the only thing that was missing from this movie. And they didn't have to go long and you know, we ain't need a three-hour movie. But has she was she abused? Um, has she had several bad relationships? And you're like, the heck with this. I ain't gonna he ain't gonna get me again. You know what I mean? That would have really lent lent uh to this movie, in my opinion. I read a couple of things that some psychiatrists uh said, and they said if a person had been maybe sexually abused as a minor and tortured, they said, mm -hmm. this is realistic the way that they would okay. react. That makes sense. That makes sense. Poor it, Alex. It made, when I, and then I started to feel a lot more sympathetic towards Alex and the way she was reacting. Right. Uh, although I'm not justifying. I'm just saying no. it just becomes no. more understandable. Right, right. Um, and one last thing I want to say. I loved how she was dressed in this movie and Glenn Close isn't a traditional Hollywood beauty by any stretch of the imagination, but they made her girl, her hair, you know, I love I'm black. So obviously I have curly hair, you know, for I could, I could grow out a fro. And I, and when I used to wear wigs, I, Oh, I always had like, you know, I love Shaka Khan. So of course I had like, wow, full wigs. So I loved her curly hair and she was sexy without being vulgar. You know, we always talk about that. And she was sexual without being vulgar. And, I, and that's another life lesson. You know, yeah, true enough, she was nutty. But how to be sexy without TNA and being just disgusting, you know? And and like I said, because like Glenn Close is not, like I said, she's not a, no, a Hollywood beauty. But she was extremely sexy. So I appreciated I that. she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, there's a difference. She had some sort of an allure and you could see yes, it yes but in contrast to the wife and mm -hmm. archer because she had a sensuality about her right i'm not it, it was a, a different way different of, of a people right yeah it was it was different but she in her own way was was uh sensual but and alex was definitely had some kind of a sexiness going but yeah it was a classy kind of thing because you could tell this was a person who was accomplished. I mean, she had all these books and things. She was an editor. Right. So she was kind of like 
<clears throat> uh, class, you know, you know, there was something about her, you know, mm-hmm. I think that might have appealed to him, you know. Yeah, and and uh, to your point, she, no, finish your point, and I'll I'll come back to what I was well, saying. Because you know, she seemed to be, you know, pretty well educated. I mean, she knew all about Madam Madam Butterfly just like he did. Yeah, and all those books and things that she had, you know, and she was an editor and she was a businesswoman and all that was because you know they were commenting earlier about this the legality of this book that they were going to do they didn't want to get in trouble because it had to be do with a woman who had an affair with a politician and she's saying yeah i believe this woman you know she you know what whatever she said about the politician or whatever but i mean so i mean she was i think the intelligence I yeah think the fact that she's very very confident you remember that right. scene you know when they they first meet at that bar that party and all that very very when i think a lot of people are turned on by whether it's a man or woman by somebody who's kind of confident and, and she had a mystique she had a mystique yeah. and glenn close acted with her eyes a lot and i oh, think yeah. every woman you know remember like back in the days they had the women had the fans and um you know they would lift their fa- eyes over the fans and you know that kind of stuff Every woman, in my opinion, should know how to eyes, the eyes, the, you know, the window to the soul. But, you know, how to, you don't have to always be so, oh, bird, just your eye, eye movement. So look at Glenn Close, how to use your eyes and how to softly lower them and look at a man. They talk about the male gaze, but there's a female gaze as well that turns a man into putty. And he's broad talking about the male gaze. That's because you ain't woman enough, honey. You don't know how to do it. You won't ruin it for the rest of us. Go away. So those of us who know what we're doing, either learn and shut up or go away <laughs> or go away because there's, there, you don't have to always lead with your tits. You know, you can lead with, with your your allure, your femininity, your womanness. But girl, these chicks are so hard. And, and But going back to the mental illness, a lot of these, uh, unfortunately, a lot of these women have been abused. Dad is, they got daddy issues or whatever. So they don't really know how to handle themselves in front of a man. Just like a guy who has not grown up with his mother. He doesn't, um, you know, or, or, he, he, or he has a bad idea of what a woman is. And he has not had a man... Or, to, to a good man to show him how to act around a woman so <clears throat> you know it, it's a lot going on and these people's backstories need to be told and and the therapy and good therapy not a, don't go to another nut like yourself but good good therapy to help you work through those issues and stuff but um yeah this is such a fun movie girl so i'm glad we did it me too <laughs>